What's up, guys? It's your friendly neighborhood Smango bringing you another podcast on the internet. And today we're going to talk about the golden age of gaming and the modern era of gaming and when it happened. Now, there's a lot, a lot of discussion about this. I think over the years, I mean, I've been a gamer. Oh, man, I cannot tell you how long I've been a gamer. Really, really, I can't. Um, my first console was the Super Nintendo. That was the first console I owned, personally. Uh, I got it for Christmas one year. And I guess I've been a gamer ever since. But I was a gamer before that. Like, cousins had the regular Nintendo. Uh, Sega Genesis. And I think an Atari. So I've played played them all when I was really young, but I, th- I don't remember what year it was that I got the Super Nintendo, but that's when I started gaming. So I've been a gamer since the 90s. It is now 20, 22 as a recording of this podcast. Hopefully somebody will listen to this in the future and be like, man, lots changed since 2022. Lots changed since 1990. Stuff changes. So does video games. So do people. So does myself. Maybe my, like... Maybe I've changed. Maybe I've changed. I don't know. I, I've, I've tried to discuss this with some of my friends and stuff I grew up with. And, that, you know, ones that was gamers in high school and grade school, middle school. And now we're all around the age of 35. So I'm just like, guys, I know games haven't got worse. So maybe it's us that's changed. And, it, and some of them agree that it's us that's actually changed. But I don't believe that. I believe games have mostly changed more than us. The way games are made, the way games are marketed, the way games make money has drastically changed over the years. It's we live in a weird, weird world now. And uh, yeah, just video games are a massive market now. Back in the day, it wasn't that big a market. I don't think. I mean, games now are shot like movies almost. Like they get directors, producers, blah, 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 blah. It's not some nerd sitting in a basement creating, you know, doom these days. So games have changed. I don't think I've changed that much. I mean, I got less time. I got more money and less time to play video games. Now, this really isn't a technical question here on the full tech podcast but i mean it involves technology so we're gonna roll with it and since i'm a retro gamer and a little bit of modern more modern technology than i have modern gamer it seems like by far because i mean the games i like these days are like quake and arena fps and old school quote-unquote boomer shooters i mean we're literally in there's a genre called boomer shooters it's because people like them compared to call of duties and battlefields and they're indie developed and it feels like there's a passion project more than a money project so i asked on twitter if you didn't follow me on twitter at the smango you can also follow at full tech pcs or full tech computers one of those but this is going to be on the full tech youtube channel uh the the smango channel is going to be about diablo 2 and uh action rpgs probably from now on but I also have opened up a, another YouTube channel 
called the Arena FPS Playground. And it's kind of going back to the Quake fans days. I'm even using the Quake fans logo for you, all you guys that love Quake fans. I'm going to try to do just Arena FPS stuff, just upload game fo- gameplay footage and maybe talk a little bit about Arena FPS when I get time. Nothing like structured or um, sketch scripted out at all, like full tech. Normally it's like I have like some sort of outline I do when I make a video on full tech or a guide. I kind of outline it out so I can post it on the website too. I also go to fulltechpodcast.com. Check that out. That's where most of my blogging and articles will go from here on out. And I got multiple websites. I really do. But uh, full tech is priority number one now. And I've been playing the heck out of Diablo 2 here lately. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Like the games I play now that I really enjoy are like games from back in the 90s. It's really strange. So I get to about high school, and the most modern game I'm really playing that just come out is probably Halo. And it's still Arena FPS. I don't care what anybody says. Halo is Arena FPS. You got items you pick up, you got spawns you protect, you got. It's just Arena FPS. It's slow. I get it. But what's not arena FPS is like Call of Duty. No arena. There's no, not even an arena. And you got loadouts and all that. I mean, you got loadouts in Halo, but you get what I'm saying. Like, anyway, that's the kind of games I really enjoy. That's games I grew up with, arena FPS and Doom and stuff like that. And Final Fantasy. I can't stand the new Final Fantasies. I just can't stand them. But I love Final Fantasy like 1 through 10. They're fantastic. 12's pushing it. 13's garbage. 15 was... I, I hated every second playing it. It would it like I wouldn't even thought it was a Final Fantasy game if it wouldn't have Final Fantasy in it. I don't like Final Fantasy remakes. Final Fantasy 7 remake. I hate it. I don't really hate it. But I literally would have never played that game. I would have never played Final Fantasy 7 remake if it didn't have Final Fantasy 7 in the title. I just wouldn't have played it. I've not finished it because I just don't like the combat. It feels... It's awesome. Like, it should be. Like, I should like that game. But then you got this... Intergrade mode. Then then it's like... They want you to buy the full game. They want you to buy the full game on PlayStation 4. And you're going to get the other episodes. Like, it's not even fully released. So I paid like 60 bucks for this Final Fantasy VII Remake. And all I got was an episode. Like, you get out of Midgar. And that's it. When I already have Final Fantasy VII on PC, and I could get amazing graphics on it if I wanted, with mods and stuff. And, but I'm paying for an episode. There's not been one extra episode left on PlayStation 4. I don't even have a PlayStation 4 now. This has been years ago since Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. And that's just modern gaming. It's really strange. It's like they it's like they release games. They're not finished at all anymore. I don't know if... It's like they make these games with the intent that they're not really finished. And they want you to play it forever. And, you know, imagine, imagine getting Zelda Link to the Past on Super Nintendo and only getting to play an episode, like, before you get 
uh, like you don't complain until you get the master sword. That's it. You have to wait a year, two years later down the road. And oh, we'll let you go. We'll we'll, we'll let you go to the the uh, the outer world now. Oh, but here's this. In between those two years of waiting, here's this intergrade uh, DLC pack you can play as uh, 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 Mario. Just imagine if that happened. It would, everybody would have just, I don't know. I don't even know how you would have done it. Like There was no internet. So internet's changed a lot of things. It's easier to download games now. Like That's a good thing, though, you would think. It's easier to get your hands on video games. You don't have to go to Walmart. You don't have to go to GameStop to get a video game. You can just download it off the internet. I mean, that's been a good thing. It's also been a bad thing. We're li- we're living in this double-edged sworded world, I guess, where we can have it all in a blink of an eye, almost now. But it's like, if I look at my Steam library, it's incredible how many games I have. And there's no way in the world I would play through every one of them. It would take a decade, I believe, to beat every single game. I don't mean mean I like every game. It's, uh, I'm never going to play them. And the thing is, it's all digital. Like I don't have a physical release of these games at all. If something happens to my Steam account, they're gone. They're gone for good. If something happens to Steam, it, it's over. Like I just don't have the game no more. It's not that big a deal, but then it is. It's like I don't really own these. I kind of own them. They're tied to email account, <laughs> but I have a shelf full of NES cartridges, tapes, whatever you want to call them. Boomers call them tapes, I guess. They're baby boomers. The real baby boomers call them tapes, not cartridges. They're Nintendo cartridges. And I have N64 cartridges and I can touch them. I have a big jewel case full of classic computer games. It's just like Quake, Quake 2, Quake 3, Quake 4, Doom, Doom 3, uh, you, you name it. I, I've, I've got it somewhere. And I own those games. I mean, I have to have a CD player, but I, I, I can play them on any of my PCs without any anything. I don't have to have anything other than making sure my computer works and can read them. But Steam, Steam doesn't work on everything. I don't even know if it works on Windows XP anymore. So if you got a computer back in 2007 and you got Steam and you had all these games that you had on there and you took care of this computer, you, you'd you eventually have to upgrade. You could probably get an older version of Steam and that might work. But it's, it's still almost like it's a, a game as a service. We've, we're now living in game as a service. Now, you don't always have to be online, but we live in that age now where it's good gaming as a service. And Steam started that. I remember back in the day when Steam came out. It was mind-boggling. I was like, nobody's going to use this crap. And it was green. It was the ugliest thing I ever saw, really, Steam was. But you know what sold it? You know what sold Steam? And Valve knew exactly what they was doing. They released Half-Life 2 and they made you install Steam. 
you had to have Steam to play Half-Life 2 and Team Fortress 2 and the new Counter-Strike source. All this had to be on Steam. It was required. You had to log in. I have this email address from back when that happened. I don't even have access to that email address no more. It got hacked a long time ago. A long time ago. This is talking like 2006. I don't have access to that email address no more. Luckily, I changed my account email address to a new email that I have access to forever ago, but the original account in login for my Steam, I no longer have access to, and I cannot get it back for the life of me. This is how, I'm just telling you how scary this really is. I'm not scared now. I have 2FA on my current email address. I have you know multiple passwords. It tells me every time somebody logs into it, they probably can't get it, but if I lose access to that email address, I'm just dead in the water. I lost access to the original account, though. It's gone. But Valve was genius making this. Valve was absolute genius making this be a thing. Computers was way ahead of the curve on this, as they normally are in everything and every aspect when it comes to the gaming world. They had a Steam launcher. No longer did you have to have a big, like, they, they had to see some people's Windows XP bars in the game folder just filled up with tons of shortcuts, taking up the whole screen. I know you guys have done that. If you've had an old school computer, you've done that. Steam realized, oh, this might be a problem. Let's try to fix this and make a DRM thing. Like, it's going to require Steam to play this game. We're going to have a store. So they made Half-Life. I mean, those are the only games on there was Half-Life 2. You know, Team Fortress. All the old Half-Lives to finally put them on there. You know, all you had to do was enter your CD keys. So my CD keys from my original Half-Life's on there on my account. You could just add it. You can't really do that now. You can't just pick up a Quake CD and put that on Steam. It's probably not going to work. But back in the day, it did for some reason. Like Quake wasn't on there, but like Half-Life. Half-Life. And the box, the, like the just the whole Half-Life complete thing was on there. I, ha I have all of them. So Steam, Steam started that. You know, uh, software as a service, game as a service. Here's Half-Life 2. Now you can play it offline, but still you had to log in to play it. Another login to your Windows login. You had to log in to play this game. But I'll tell you what was another genius thing. Is everybody hated having the CD in the play. Like, all your data was copied to your hard drive. But you had that copy protection or CD check. And you didn't have to have that more, no more. So Steam was genius, really. It really, really was. This is a genius idea. No more CD checks. Play Half-Life 2 all you want. All you had to do is log in. You didn't have to have your CD anymore. You can throw them in the garbage. Probably did. Probably worth... You know, tons of money now. But yeah, Half-Life Half -Life 2 started that, which was good. I think that was good, but then bad at the same time. Because there's so many games now, so many games. So now we're getting in, we're really kind of getting into the peak of the modern era of video gaming. Talking about Steam and being able to download games. And Xbox 360 had just come out. And there was a little game called Elder Scrolls Oblivion. 
I know everybody remembers this point in time. If you've gamed at all back in this time, you remember this point in time. You could download, you know, Half Life Ma- or Halo maps off Xbox Live on Halo Two. Uh, very, very minor things, but you you still had to get the CD because the internet wasn't really that fast either. But Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty come out, and they was really online at this time. Like Xbox Live really took off. And they, you know, they had the Xbox Live store and the Xbox arcade systems, and you could download games off of there now. So consoles had finally caught up a little bit at this point. And all of a sudden, Elder Scrolls, a game known for uh, mods, you know, Morrowind was before Oblivion, they offered in the Xbox store horse armor. Now this is a this is a very interesting point in time. So before this kind of stuff happened, there wasn't really. I'm sure there's other other games that probably done this, but probably not as big as Oblivion doing this, offering horse armor, and it wasn't fancy. It wasn't anything really. It was like silver. It, it was literally like somebody that was a modder. That would release this for free on on like Mod DB or just some some random website for Oblivion mods would make it. It was nothing big, but the argument was like, oh, you know, artists should get paid for their time and effort in whenever they design stuff for this game, this digital game, this digital item. And it was hard to argue against that. It's like, well, yeah, somebody did spend a lot of time on this. and But it, it was in this area. I wouldn't, I never paid for it. Don't get me wrong. I never, I, I thought it was stupid. I was just like, I'll find a download somewhere and get it for free if I want to play it that bad. But that's when microtransactions kind of took off of this game. Now, it's horse armor. And you could argue that, that horse armor doesn't didn't do nothing to to the game it didn't affect the game in any way it was just a skin it was just a skin man would that really come to bite us in the hind end these days now you still had to pay for oblivion like you you paid for oblivion and you still got actually a full game got a full game still at this point this is just adding extra to it so still not that big a deal it's just a little, oh, I, I just want to flirt my horse that I, I really like this horse. I'm going to give him some horse armor. Let me pay $5.99 for this horse armor out of the Xbox store or whatever store you bought it on. Then, uh, th- this is back when MMORPGs, like World of Warcraft, was big too. 15 bucks a month. Game as a service. Here we go again. That nasty word. Game as a service, always online. But, it wouldn't be an MMORPG with that band online. So it's okay. We're going to pay 15 bucks a month to play this game. And at this time, World of Warcraft's like the one of the best games ever. Like, I, no way can believe how good this game is. Everybody's playing it. Everybody's playing World of Warcraft. It, it's incredible how many people play World of Warcraft. And all you had to pay is 15 bucks a month. And the content was never ending, it felt like. And this before, like, Wowhead 
come out. You had to share secrets with people. You had to make friends. You know, always online, though. 100% always online. You can't play WoW offline, technically. Technically, you can, but not the main servers. You could run, like, a single-player offline server, I guess, maybe at the time. I don't know. 15 bucks a month. That was a lot back then, too. 15 bucks back in 2005, 2006. All the way to whenever, whenever the real WoW store kicked open. But we'll get to that in a minute. But So you're paying 15 bucks a month for World of Warcraft. And you're putting all this time and you're decking out your character. And I mean, you really feel like you earn stuff. And especially Vanilla WoW. You've put in this time. You've done the raids. You've done the quests. Your character looks badass. And you've put in the time, the effort. It's very reward. It's a very rewarding $15. You've missed class. You've missed work. But man, your, your dwarf paladin looks awesome. Let's skip forward to like the modern era now. Now we got games like Fortnite, League of Legends. League of Legends. Let's start with League of Legends here. League of Legends was the first game I would say to really quote unquote do first per free to play correctly. It requires you to put no money into this game. It's always online. Game as a service. All digital items. You got to play the game completely, quote unquote, for free. All you had to do was play. You could unlock the characters. As simple as that. You could play. You could unlock characters with the in-game currency. But, but, here, here comes the... Here comes the kicker. They always made the characters look kind of a little bland on purpose. Here's your $15 skin. It doesn't change the gameplay. It just makes Teemo look cooler. It makes Tarek glow purple. It makes, I don't I can't remember hardly any of the characters these days, but it makes uh, Easel, Easel, whatever his name is, with the little, it makes his hair white. I don't know. It's like, oh, I can deck up my character. I'm going to look really cool going against other players. I'm like, oh, man, he's got a skin. He's going to be really good with this character or something. That's just how your mind worked. Like, if you just played normal skin, normal Teemo, and nobody cared. Nobody was worried about you. But if you had, like, oh, man, I'm trying to think of their names. <laughs> uh, if you had Teemo and he had a pink hat, now, oh, man, all of a sudden, and you're something. Team Fortress 2 kind of even done this. Counter-Strike even started doing stuff like this. Oh, we're going to introduce these skins, these hats, these weapon skins. Not, you know, let the artists should get paid for the time they put into these games. They should get paid for it. Now, these games are all went free to play now, but Counter-Strike Go wasn't free at first. Team Fortress 2 went free at first. 2022, they're free. They're completely free. You can play Counter-Strike for free. They just want you to buy the skins now. That's how much money they're making. League of Legends is a super hit. It, uh, I mean, it, it's one of those games that 
it, it'll probably be played forever now. I don't know, like unless they make a new League of Legends. I don't know what's going to top it. And you got Defense of the Agents too. Same model. Fortnite. Fortnite. Modern game in Fortnite. Boy, oh boy, it wasn't enough for the skins when it comes to this game. These Epic Games had a whole different strategy. They've got their own launcher now. You can't play it on Steam. Remember all those Steam games you had? And you're like, oh man, Steam's perfect. I have all the games I ever want in Steam. Well, too bad. Everybody's going to make their own launcher now. You got an Xbox launcher. You got a Epic Games launcher. You got the Steam launcher. You got the EA Games launcher. The Bethesda launcher. <laughs> it's dying now. Uh, well, you play. <laughs> you got all these launchers. Everybody, everybody wanted to cash in on Steam's idea. Everybody loves launchers. No, we don't. We we honestly we accepted Steam finally. But now we have to have a launcher for everything. So Fortnite comes out. It was an absolute smash hit because it's a battle royale. It's the first one to really do it right and smooth. And first it was just skins. Just skins. You get skins. Then all of a sudden here comes the battle pass. The battle pass. Another microtransaction. Doesn't change how the game plays. But this is a limited time three months or two months long battle pass. You have you, you play the game, you unlock more stuff. You just gotta pay ten dollars. Let's pay ten dollars to this company. That makes this game completely for free. Don't get me wrong, this game's free. And you really don't have to pay anything to play Fortnite. But now who wants to walk around with a plain skin if you love this game? Who who wants to do that? When you can unlock Spider-Man for $25. And the Battle Pass. So that's 35 bucks this month. I've spent on Fortnite. This game always, as a serve, game as a service, always online, Fortnite, Battle Pass, plus skins. Those $60 AAA titles back in the day seem a lot better at this point. Because you don't even get a full game these days. Let's take one of my favorite franchises now. Quake. Quake Champions comes out. You can buy all the champion packs. Oh, I don't get that, it, but it's going to be free to play eventually. I'm in the beta. I want all the champions. I dropped the $39.99 for all my champions. Support the game. I was like, well, I'd pay 60 bucks for Quake anyway. I'm getting to steal the century. Oh, but no. Let's release $10 skins. Premium currency, battle passes. Quake has a battle pass, and I still don't know why it has a battle pass. It doesn't work for arena shooters. It kind of works for battle royales because you can do other things besides shoot people in battle royales. But in Quake Champions, that's all you do is shoot people. I don't know how a battle pass works. It's garbage. You Like, you just shoot stuff in arena shooters, and you gather armor and health. There's no buildings to crack open. There's no like secret areas to find or big map to explore with your buddies. You can't just team up constantly and go searching for gnomes like you can on Fortnite. So here's this game, Quake Champions, has a battle pass, and it's terrible. It's been the worst thing ever to happen to Quake. 
and it's because these game companies have got so greedy. And don't get me wrong. That's the thing. This game's free. You don't have to pay anything for Quake. But they make these skins that's really cool, and they pique your interest, and you're like, oh, I want to support the artist. These things that would have been free mods are just now battle passes and skins now. It's depressing. It really is. And the thing about Quake and Fortnite is they're still technically early early access games. They're not fully released. The original Fortnite, Save the World, still not released, I don't think. And they have, I don't know how much money. It's ridiculous how much money this company has over Fortnite. The golden era of gaming, I consider, is, you know, the old school consoles and about 2005 or maybe 2010 PC gaming. And that's including the early Steam days. Because really, I mean, back in the day when uh, you played your computer games, God, man, it was a pain with those stupid CD checks. You know what I'm saying? Everybody went to game copy world to get their no CD EXEs. So quit checking for a stupid CD. Because all your, you didn't leave the CD in the play. Who cares? You didn't have to go back and forth. So Steam come out and just... I'll take care of that. Yes, no more, no more CD checks. Just put all your games on Steam. <sighs> and the thing is, the thing is, is there always has been some kind of DLC or expansion packs. DLC and expansion packs are was okay. Expansion packs were definitely okay because it's like, okay, this company spent extra manpower and they're putting out a whole expansion to this game I love, you know, like Diablo 2 Lords of Destruction, you know, World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, World of Warcraft, uh, Wrath of the Lich King. They've put a whole new expansion, new levels, whatever. These microtransactions has destroyed video games, if you ask me. Because companies don't even, they'll have the store built for video games before they have the game done. They don't even want people to, it's like they don't even want people to enjoy games no more. They just want you to buy, 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 buy their in-game currency. Even World of Warcraft, RIP, has the WoW online store now. You can buy gold. You know what you can do when you buy gold? You can buy gold and go to the auction house and buy gear. Now, it's easier now to get gear in World of Warcraft. Yeah, you could still just pay your way to almost the top. You could actually pay your way to the top. You can just buy in-game gold using real, using your real credit card, get somebody to run you through a dungeon and get the gear. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything no more. That's the big problem with modern gaming. It's the big problem. It used to be... I mean, I want to make this game. I want people to love it. I want people to love this game. They released Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Link has pink hair and nobody cares because that game's amazing. Everybody's just like, okay, he had pink hair. That's just the limitations of the game. I got a game different hair, but it just shows up better on the Super Nintendo because he has pink hair, I guess. 
but no DLC. The game's full. Of course it has bugs and glitches here and there, but man, how good a shape did that game come out though? Nobody complained about the bugs. Nobody complained about the glitches. These days you release a game and it comes out just a buggy mess. And I realize, you know, game codes changed. But, I mean, man, the modern era of gaming is is sad. It's depressing. I hope something changes. And a lot of it has changed in the indie games. Like, you still get full games released. There are passion projects. But the bad thing is, is they're not getting the money. And it's like, we live in this world where we want to support these games, but then they don't have that triple A polish. You buy Overwatch now has that triple A blizzard polish, but it has skins and oh man, you got to buy the, you got to buy the liquid team skins and all their Yeah. It's just in game skins, you know, team liquids skins or whoever cloud nine or something. I don't know who all has Overwatch teams. Got to buy their in-game skin to make your... Oh man, I can't even remember their names. <laughs> character names. And everything has a character now. Which is not bad. I don't mind champions. But... I just... The, the gaming industry has changed so much. So much. It just... It's not the same. I picked up Diablo 2 Resurrected. And for you though, for you guys that didn't play Diablo three on release and what a train wreck that game was, it's a lot better now. Diablo three is uh, 10 times better now. I don't know, maybe a thousand times better now than when it released. It's a good game now. When it released, it was garbage. You couldn't play it offline and they couldn't get nobody logged into the servers on the release date. It crashed for days. I think trash. Then come the real money auction house. Let me say that again. The real money auction house. They released the game intending for you to buy digital items in game. On purpose. Diablo 2, you could buy digital items, but you had to do it through websites that just kind of like somebody put their items up for bid. It's on you if you get scammed. No. Blizzard's like, okay, we're going to have a real money auction house. You get to bid real money on this. People were making tons of money. They was botting, but they was making t- money on people. And you couldn't get gear yourself. At least if you play Diablo 2, you can still get gear yourself. Try. I wish you could almost go back and try to beat Diablo 3. The hardest difficulty, I think it was Hell at the time, or Inferno. Without using the real money auction house. It was impossible. You had to stack crazy resistances. Your gear was terrible. You wouldn't get no drops. Man, that was the best day ever when they killed that stupid real money auction house and introduced loot 2.0. It was the best thing they ever had in that game. That game's actually fun now. Personalized loot kind of sucks, but it makes the game fun. Like you, you grind out yourself. You're getting rewarded for playing the game. Diablo 2, you get reward for playing the game. You know what I'm saying? It, you, I miss that. I miss playing the game. I got reward for playing the game and sticking with it for hours and hours and hours. 
You just don't get that anymore. Halo has bunny ears. Bunny ears. Do you want you want Master Chief to have bunny ears? Cat ears? Sure. Were you going to get a new patch to patch in co-op and uh, multiplayer, make it uh, better? Nah, we like the performance been terrible on 3070 Ti's. It's just... <laughs> games, man. They just... They come out half-finished these days. Finished, if they ever get finished. I still don't know when Quick Champions is going to be released. I guess it's not. Because it's always changing that stays in early access? I don't know. It gets no new champions now. And I'm not here to bash on Quick Champions, but it's just one game I've played a lot of that it got ruined by... It, it really did get ruined by modern gaming more than anything. More than its decisions lately, it got ruined by modern gaming. Like, why didn't you just release a full Quake game, have multiplayer, and call it a day, have server binaries for people? No, you wanted to release a game as a service so you could force people to use your in-game store, buy a premium currency so you could find the whales out there and make some money. You didn't want to release a proper proper game like John Carmack and John Romero did. You didn't want to do that. You wanted to cash in every little thing you could. <sighs> Talk about game as a service too. Like the Microsoft Game Pass, which is... <laughs> See, they're tricking us again. They're, they're tricking us again, really. The Microsoft Game Pass. You can have PC Game Pass too. You have all these PC games. For 15 bucks a month. That's a steal and a half, right? Microsoft's buying everything. Microsoft bought Blizzard. It wouldn't surprise me if World of Warcraft was going to be included in a Microsoft Game Pass subscription soon. All the Call of Duties. But Call of Duty don't care no more. They don't care if you spend 60 bucks. Now, I don't know why Call of Duty isn't free. They have this in-game store. You can just buy gun skins. That's a, that makes more money than you releasing a game and selling it. That's just never ending. All you have to do is hire artists to keep making gun skins and make your money back. I'm not sure what else to really say at this point, but the the modern gaming versus the golden era gaming has changed so much, and I'm really curious what everybody else thinks about this. Hopefully, I've got my thoughts along this podcast this episode and maybe you follow along maybe i'm just incoherently babbling i don't know but it's been fun to kind of just talk about this on a mic maybe somebody out there feels the same way it's just gaming these days have we changed or has gaming changed i'm curious let me know on twitter at this mango sure to visit fulltechpodcast.com. And I guess I'll see you guys next time here on Full Tech.